Hi, I'm Mike Sklenz, and this is episode 56 of Nintendo World Report's connectivity podcast, Neilander's Giants. Uh, if you couldn't guess from the title, we've got a great segment uh, featuring Neil and Patrick where they talk about Skylanders Giants. And then after that, there is a report from the EB Expo from Nicholas and Andrew. Enjoy the episode. Hey, and welcome to the Skylanders cast. I'm your host, Neil Ronahan, and with me is my Skylander cadet, Patrick Barnett. I'm fighting through a cold tonight, but I am here for the Skylanders. <laughs> yeah, so um, today is October 18th. It's almost over here on the East Coast. But today, our Skylanders Giants Wii review went up, and I love the shit out of the game, giving it a 9.5. You can read the text for all the nitty-gritty details about how this game's fucking incredible and even better than the first one. Um yeah, I mean, it's just everything that they added in the game is is really, really good. It's, for the most part, more of the same, but it's a very refined more of the same. And what the same is, is, you know, this kind of addictive level grinding gauntlet gameplay um, where, you're, you know, you're going through these different levels with these varied characters who all have different abilities as you level them up and build up their skill trees and... Um, you know, go through, like, imaginative worlds with fun enemies and kind of interesting boss fights. Um, there's there's one level that I, I mentioned in the review um, where it, it has, like, the time shift stone stuff from Skyward Sword. You mentioned this to me earlier this week, I think, and I was really yeah. excited by that. because of... Yeah, because, well, it's this really creepy level that I won't go into much. I think it's, like, the the fifth or sixth level that you go, for, go through. There's 16 this time around, there were 24 in the first one, so it's a little bit shorter, but then there's a lot of other stuff like arena battles and a whole, like, collectible card game that you can play, too. But going back to this Time Shift Stone-style level, is that it's like there's these weird, like, wooden people. They're called Willikins. And basically, like, you can put them to sleep or awaken them, so it's kind of like the Time Shift Stones from Skyward Sword, but those creatures, I don't even know if they were ever really given a name. Um... They probably but, were. I can't remember. But but when you're going between like the two things, it's like you just go up to something, press a button, and like a crank turns, and then they all go to sleep. But like they're aware that you're basically like making them go away. Because they'll just be like, bye. <laughs> and then and then like uh when when you turn it when you turn the crank back, I I, I think they say like Willikin World, welcome to Willikin World. And it's it's really creepy. <laughs> was um, it was it something where you sat there and just kept cranking yeah crank I, I did do it a few fun. times i was just like i wonder if they say different things they really don't it's like bye-bye welcome world hmm. um and then the boss there is really cool because it takes advantage of that and even makes it kind of like ikaruga which is not what i expected from skylanders because they have these like uh these pellets that will come out at you and depending on what color they are like they introduce them halfway through the level and the boss kind of features it heavily where it's like a bullet hell shooter Except for your, you know, it's a, it's a, you know, 3D, like uh, isometric action game. Um, but it's the stuff where like you, you eventually get the ability to like switch through both worlds on the fly near the end of the level, and so you'll be switching between the, these like these discs that are going around, and they'll either be red, which will hurt you, or blue, which will heal you. So you need to keep on switching between that and dodge through different things. It's really fucking cool. That just that reminds me of Outland. Have you played Outland? Yeah, I've the, been playing some Outland. Um, that, that's what been, that reminds me of, switching back and forth to yeah. either not get hurt or get hurt. That, that is a game I really need to play more of. Um, yes, you do. I, uh, I finished I, that, I think, two weeks ago. Okay, how, how long is it? I don't know, probably 20 hours. It's a longer game. Whoa, really? Maybe, maybe not 20. Maybe, maybe <laughs> I'm exaggerating. I think I put like two, and I'm like, I probably got like three more hours before it's over. I think it's longer than that, for it's, sure. It's, it's really good, though. Um, that's just a game that, because of you know it being the season... I kind of fell away from, yeah. but there's there's a handful of PS3 games, and I think I also bought Hell Yeah in that time. But Skylanders, um, <laughs> there's also a singing boss that's like this this trill that sings to you in in bad rhymes. It's not quite like Great Mighty Pooh level, but it's still pretty funny. Um, it's like yeah. mid fight, he is singing to you. Well, it's like there's three stages of of the the boss, and at the beginning of each stage of the boss, there's a verse. Okay. And it's like this really warbly, like think like a, 
Ah, crap. What's the name of that robot in the beginning of Chrono Trigger? Just, like, basically, like, think of that, but, like, it's he's got a drill arm. And he's huge. <laughs> and he's a boss. Gato, I think. I think that was the robot's name. Maybe. Um, but, I mean, that's just what the game does, is that it, it really... The, the basic gameplay isn't anything that's too crazy. It's it's pretty pretty straightforward. But with the way that the characters level up and are all pretty unique, although at this point I think they have something like 48 characters, and I am noticing like trends in some of them, but they still make them varied enough, where you might be like, oh, you know, that character's kind of like Hex, but then if you were to compare Hex and like the, the newer spellcasting character to each other, you'd be like, oh yeah, and you know, there's a lot of differences. You know, that one's better range this one's better up close the the differences probably also become more apparent as you level them up to the max yeah. level because don't aren't aren't the skills more character specific at that point yeah okay and like some of the there's some crazy stuff that that you can get as you get characters to higher levels like uh i have uh the, the tree rex the life giant um and he has this charge move that just first starts as a charge and now I have it where, like, he can do it for a very long time, and if you hit A at the end of it, he'll just do this ridiculous, like, crowd-clearing elbow slam. <laughs> um, there's Swarm, who's the air giant, and is, he's a giant bee. And the, the two different skill paths for him is, like, one of them, like, he has, like, stingers that, uh, like, the, the primary attack is just a melee attack with, like, the stingers. And then if you, uh, if you hit the, the secondary attack button, he'll start to fly, and then you can shoot the stingers. So there's one where it just kind of builds up that and makes that really punishing. But then his uh, his, his third attack is he just turns into a giant swarm of bees. <laughs> and and what I love is that, like, I, I, I well, I, I was just going over the, the stuff for the character guide that you should all check out if you're interested in, a, in anything about Skylanders Giants. Because I have every character listed. Um, we don't have every move set up yet because I don't have every character yet. And it'll probably be a while before we can put every move set up there because you know at launch we're not going to have all the new ones yet um but if you build up his swarm attacks then it's stuff like he turns into a swarm and then the swarm will form into a giant axe like it's just it's so <laughs> zany and fun like i i wish i could just like I, maybe i'll have to do this where i just send a bunch of characters in the game to a doubters on staff and just be like just 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 play through it uh, You'll I enjoy it. Skylanders, I... Neil. So uh, send me your figures. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, it's just—it's such a damn good game, and it, it, it honestly, like, I—I I had a good feeling last year. I was looking forward to the game. There's a reason why I called the review for for Skylanders last year. Um, I saw it at E3, and I was like, "This is going to be huge," but I still was thinking like, "This is going to be great for kids, like a Lego game." Yeah. And then as I played the game, and it still was pretty easy. Is is like it's. It's more on the, the Pokemon side of things than the Lego game side of things. Um, I mean, not that it's like an RPG, but just in the idea that it's the kind of game that will branch between, you know, kids and adults. Uh, which, I, I guess the Lego games do that to an extent, but at least at least for me, the Lego games have always been very much of like, do you enjoy the license? Then, you know, have a nice walk in the park if yeah. you're an adult. Um, whereas with Pokemon, it's like, do you enjoy the, this, this gameplay? good it's fucking hardcore and ridiculous um skylanders isn't quite hardcore and ridiculous um but it's just it's so damn good Bef and before it we get surprised me it surprised me twice because i didn't think the giants would be so much better than the first one but it really is I, I wanted to ask about the giants how do they exactly come into play like can you put them on the portal at any given time or is there like a meter you have to charge up uh, no, I mean they're just normal characters. Oh, I know. You just use them whenever, and they're just giants. Yeah, um, I mean that for the most part. Like, I think that Tree Rex, which is the guy that comes with the starter pack, he's stupidly overpowered. See, um, that's what I think of when I think of a giant, like just a bigger guy that's yeah, more well, powerful than. Well, the thing with with Tree Rex, and I think it's why he's the starter giant, is that he's so damn well balanced. Because you know, every every character has three attacks, and I mean those develop, and sometimes there's more. It's not as simple as that. Uh, but with Tree Rex, he's got, you know, his his primary attack is just like, you know, he pounds the ground around him. So it's so it's a melee attack. His secondary attack is a charging move, which, you know, the giants are usually slow, but if you can kind of use that to move around more. And his, his third attack is a projectile. So it's like he has everything. 
And then once you build those all up, then he just becomes a fucking ridiculous powerhouse that can hit people from afar and and knock the crap out of them up close. But then there, you got people like Crusher, who I think is up there with one of the Skylanders that, as of now, I'm kind of just like, this one sucks. Is that um, a giant? Yeah, it's it's a, he's the Earth Giant, and he's basically like the Iron. He looks like the Iron Giant, and he has a giant hammer that apparently is also named Crusher. Um, so that's that's weird. And then like, I don't know. As you upgrade it, like the the hammer becomes his dad's head. I, it's so weird. Um, and all the all the characters, by the way, have really like detailed backstories. And it's like it's like I've read some of them, and I'm like, you would have never guessed that by playing the game. But it's like cool that they're there, because I think the kids pro- Skylanders have yeah. this backstory. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think I think kids would really dig, you know, looking into that and being like, oh, so you know, Cinder was possessed by an evil, dark, like undead emperor thing, um, <laughs> something like that. But with Crusher, like he's just he's stupidly slow. He has the hammer attack. And a secondary attack is, like, he can turn people into stone with his eyes, but, like, that doesn't really work too well. And I guess as you build him up, he might be better, but every time I bring Crusher in, it's, like, if I get into a, a skirmish with a bunch of enemies, like, he's toast. Um, I mean, and the Giants are bigger targets, so but that's I, kind of the weakness of them, is that they're usually slower and they're bigger targets. But even, like, Swarm, he's a giant, and he's very maneuverable, partially because he can fly. I, I wonder if they design characters like... Crusher as more of a support character for cooperative play, where the Probably. second player can just take control of him and turn an enemy into stone, yeah. so the other player can take care of whatever they need to do. Yeah, I mean that's what I would term Hex. Uh, she's an undead character from the first one. That's she's basically a spellcaster. Um, she's kind of terrible by herself, but I think in a co-op setting, she'd be cool. And I have noticed that in the the two player uh, the two player competitive modes. Which I, I had a lot of fun with a friend of mine. We played through all the modes, and you know they they have new levels this time. And I think you, you have access to all the original levels too. You have to like spend in-game credits on them though. Um, but like the the two-player PvP stuff is fantastic. However, pretty much in everything, the giants are so overpowered. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Because I was just like, I'm curious to see if this is balanced at all. And whoever had the giant won. Hands down. Yeah. Like, it wasn't even close. Mm. Um, I guess maybe in the football one it's a little more even, because if you have someone who's more maneuverable, they can probably get away from the giant. But anything where you're fighting, unless the, the person plays really defensive and turtles and hits you from hits you from afar, you're pretty much screwed. Mm. But uh, I haven't even really gone into Skystones too much, and that's the collectible card game, which seemed kind of dumb. Because basically how it, uh, how it works is there's a 3x3 three three grid, um, sometimes like one of the spaces might have an element to it, which means you can only put down a tile on that space that is of that same element. Um, and you have five cards in your hand, and your opponent does too. And I think you, and every every time you play, your opponent will play first. And each each uh, each tile, you know, it's you know it's a square tile, so there's you know there's four sides, and on each side there will either be like no like teeth. Or there will be like one tooth, two teeth, or three teeth. They probably have a more elegant term for that. But basically that symbolizes like how powerful it is on that side. And then, you know, you place the tile down. And then if you put a tile next to it, like, like you know, your opponent puts down a tile. And you put a tile next to it that has more teeth on the side that matches up with that. Then you get both tiles. Huh. Um, and it gets, uh, at first I was like, oh, this seems like it's going to, you know, not really go anywhere and be really easy. But it got challenging pretty quickly. I mean, it's not like, you know... it. It's not like it's, like, impossible or anything, but it is challenging, challenging, and you do need to kind of plan where you're placing things. What um, makes you not just use the largest amount of teeth each time? Well, because, you know, you only have, you have a limited amount of room. Okay. Um, because it's only a 3x3 three three grid, and it's basically whoever has the most squares by the end of it wins. Okay. So it's a lot about, you know, like, boxing stuff in so they can't change it back even if they tried, and, like, kind of, you know, making sure you're setting it up so that way you have, you know, the ability to turn back anything that they put down. Um, it's it's cool. It's I wish, interesting. I wish there was some kind of, like, two-player mode with that, though. Um, there isn't. 
that that would be kind of cool if you could kind of go like you know play each other on it. Yeah. But I know you can use the, you can play that on the gamepad, so that's Ooh. kind of fun. Um, that does sound fun. Yeah, but that's pretty cool, and it's a nice diversion from the action. Because generally, like, you'll have to go out of the way for a little bit. Like, they kind of shove it down your throat during one level. I think it's, like, the fourth level. They're like, eh, everyone's playing Sky Stones. Um, and then after that, you kind of need to seek it out. And it usually is hidden behind secret stuff. So you is there pro- any reward for doing this? Yeah, usually, well, you'll get you'll get a new tile every time. Okay. And, and sometimes they'll be, like, guarding. Like, you'll have to beat someone at Sky Stones to, like, you know, unlock a, a cage that was holding a treasure chest or something. So, do you have anything else that you are curious about? Well, I, I am going to be getting my Skylanders, the original Skylanders, for the 3DS in probably two days from now. It'll finally arrive. I managed to get that for $40. So, listeners out there who haven't decided to delve into the realm of Skylanders, you should probably start looking for good deals on the original. Yeah. Or, the, or Giants, if you just want to start there. Yeah, I mean, the giant stuff, it probably won't be on sale right away. I know they have stuff at Toys R Us where it's like, buy one figure, get one half off, or something like that. I mean, there's always deals like that, because they, they want you to buy more. Ooh. Yeah. Um, um, I, know, I know what I'm going to try and get for Christmas this year. Yeah. <laughs> Just a whole slew of those figures, because I... In uh, Giants, do they still do the thing where there's, like, different areas that are restricted to yeah. only certain elements? Okay. Pretty much, if you want to have access to everything in both games, you need to have a minimum of eight figures. Hmm. Like, at, at the end of the day, like, you could totally romp through that game with just the three that are included. And, I mean, it'll still be a fun experience. But if you want to, if you are a completionist, you need at least eight figures. Are, one for are each those element. extra areas really that rewarding, or are they just little kind of side? You'll, you'll get hats challenges. and treasure chests. Some of them are cool, some of them are kind of just like... Go through this door. Go here. Collect something. Some of them are like intricate puzzles. I guess the other thing I want to ask about is, is it actually a hard game or is it really, really simple? Uh, the first one on like the, the console, the home console first one is piss easy. Uh, like, I mean, like near the end, it does get challenging. And I would call it kind of like kid hard. As in, like, yeah. you know, if, if you're experienced with video games, yeah, the first Skylanders is going to be very easy. But once again, it wasn't balanced for you. It was balanced for kids. And in that regard, yeah, they did exactly what they had to do. Um, in Giants, it looks like uh, that won't be an issue. There are three difficulty settings at, at the start. And once you beat it, you unlock, like, the Nightmare Mode, which uh. I, I haven't played much of, but it's it's really hard. <laughs> And That's even the, I, I've been I, I played uh, on normal for the most part, and even that seems more challenging than what it was before. I think easy was kind of what the what the difficulty level was in the first one. Now I'm getting the 3ds version. Yeah, can you uh, comment on that? I, I haven't. Oh. I have. I've yet to play the 3ds Giants version, but the first 3ds game was, I would say, on the whole. More challenging than the Wii version. I mean, they're different games because the 3ds one, for those who don't know, is more like a more like a Spyro game, honestly. Which excites me. It, 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 is a, it is a 3D platformer, and it's set up in the same vein as something like a Super Mario 64, where you're basically going through different metaphorical paintings and completing different uh, tasks in each level. You um, can also jump. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can you can double jump even. Ooh. And, even better. And in that, like, to get to the end of that game is pretty easy, but to get all of the crystals... Um, it's it's pretty challenging. Is I that the same thing where I need eight different Skylanders? Uh, yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, because there's somewhere like you need to beat it um, with a specific element. Um, but yeah, I mean, I it, it's kind of like the same difficulty as something like I don't know Super Mario sixty four, where you can theoretically beat that game with what sixty stars, and this game you can you know you can beat it with X amount of crystals, and that's if you want to 100% it, then you got to go play uh, play a lot more of the game and do the harder stuff. The 3DS version of Giants is developed by the same people, right? By no. Vision. Oh, um, no, it's not. Yes, uh, the the first 3DS game was developed by Vicarious Visions. Okay. Vicarious Visions is working on the Wii U port oh, for right. for Giants. They also made the uh, Skylanders Cloud Patrol, which came out on iOS earlier this year. Uh, N Space is making Giants on 3DS. 
Okay. Um, is Every, it going to be similar to the original? Everything that I've seen about it and actually talked to people at Unspace about, they, they made a sequel to last year's game. It, okay. I don't know what kind of differences lie there, but if you like the first 3DS game, Skylanders Giants on 3DS should give you more of that same experience. It, it would be nice if they continue to differentiate these games like under the same Skylanders yeah. name, kind of like what they did with uh, Epic Mickey. I yeah. guess that's a good point of comparison. I mean, and the thing that kind of attracted me to the idea of Skylanders on Wii and 3DS, or you know, Skylanders on any system and 3DS, is that you're getting these you're getting these characters, you know, which call them DLC, call them whatever you want, and you know, you you get Spyro, and you can use him, you can use this character in two games and have the experience that you gain in each game carry over to the other one. And I think that's that's fucking awesome. And you can and, carry that over to any of the systems, yeah. I guess. I mean, that's the kind of thing is that, like I'm I'm looking at it this way, where I have the Wii version of this game. I'm gonna get the 3DS version, and I'm probably gonna get the Wii U version. And I don't need to buy any new figures for that. I just use what I already have. Um, obviously, I have way too fucking many. Um, <laughs> I think I crossed the 40 mark. Oh my god. Well, because I have I have all the the original thirty two, yeah. and I had well, a few we're other. We're stage an intervention for you. Yeah, time. I mean, well, in all honesty, like the the intervention happened a while ago <laughs> when I didn't uh, get all the legendary ones. It, it um, didn't help at E three when they gave you that golden spiral. Yeah, which which <laughs> I, I sold on eBay. Oh, why? Lauren asked me the question: uh, Do you want this, you know, this special Spyro, or do you want a hundred dollars? And it was a pretty easy answer. Like did, I'm did sorry, you, I'm a son of a bitch. I know, but the, the, this money's is tight, question. man. Did you also sell that Assassin's Creed book? Yeah, also, oh. also for like eighty bucks. See, like the I funny thing is, uh, I know Zach had an epic issue with <laughs> trying to send that because I think like he had someone from Australia wanted to buy it from him. The Skylander. No, no, I don't know what he did with the Skylander, but he had so like I, I for, for me it was like about eBay. Yeah, Lauren, Lauren just threw them both up on eBay, and they they went pretty quickly. Um, I guess there was like a magical window to hit, but yeah, I have I have the the original thirty two and a couple like uh, I ended up well I got the flocked stump smash when they had the Frito Lay giveaway where they had a giveaway for figures where you basically would just call a phone number. And then they would tell you if you won, and then you'd give them your address, and then they'd send you Skylanders. Was that a full Skylander? Yeah, yeah. I got, oh, wow. I got, I got a flocked stump smash, which is like a stump smash with fur. Huh. Um, and then I got, I got two other ones that I, I had dupes of. Uh, well, now I have dupes of them because I got two of them for free. Hmm. Um, but the the ones that like I think I have, I have six or seven of the new ones. Yeah, because I have both, both of the new air characters, Jetpack and Swarm. I got Tree Rex, I got Crusher, I got Chill, um, just like a, a water ice javelin thrower, and then uh, Pop Fizz. Pop Fizz is probably my new favorite. I, I think I've told you about him before. I think you have, yeah. Um, but he just gets cooler and cooler as as I level him up, because basically... Um, you have it, him at max level yet? No, no. Oh. Uh, max level is 15. That takes a fucking long time. <laughs> Um, it's great that it's there. I mean, even even still, um, I think my highest level, I think my Cinder or my Ghost Roaster is at like twelve or thirteen right now. Are because any one, of your originals one, at fifteen? Yeah, uh, no, no. Oh wow. Because uh, I I had a few at ten, um, but not too many. Because well, that's what happens when you have, you know, all thirty two. Yeah. <laughs> is that you balance out when you play of them? So I have, I have like a ton of them are at like level five or six. Um. But the thing is, is that like it's different between gaining levels and gaining gold because you need to gain the gold to, uh, to whatchamacallit, to, to get new skills. But if you do kind of want to like go through and power level them, just play them on the 3DS game. Uh, I, I mean, that's I think I have uh, I, I don't think I ever really used Trobot in in the Wii version that much, but I used him in the 3DS version. He was like level nine in like a day. Wow. Um. But like yeah, the, they definitely level up a lot faster on the 3DS version compared to the Wii version. How do the skills transfer between 3DS and the Wii? Uh, they don't. Because... Okay. Uh, um, so basically, like on the 3DS version, all of the the skill upgrades are tied to a level. So like, um, it's like there's different tiers of it. Like some of them, it'll be like you unlock new moves at like 
two, five, and eight. One, it'll be three, six, and nine, et cetera, et cetera. I don't know if there are, if there's going to be like a fourth move now that they can go up to fifteen in Giants. But in in a in Spyro's Adventure on 3DS, you know they'd start off with two attacks, and then you would have like three other moves that you would unlock. So wait, so fifteen is a new level cap? Yeah, ten was the previous level cap. Oh, so so did all the original Skylanders yes. get new moves? Um, no. Okay, so here's how this works. <laughs> and I've seen some discrepancies about this and, like, people a little confused by it. So, uh, the Skylanders Giants and the brand new characters, uh, you know, the ones that weren't in the first set, those only work with Giants. There are also a lot of reposed characters from the original that, that are being released as well. Like, I don't think that... I don't know what the official number it is, but... Out of the 32 original ones, I think it's something like 15 to 20 of them are getting reposed at least. Um, those repo and all the all the reposed characters and the originals can go to level 15 now. The difference is is that the reposed characters can can learn both can switch between both skill trees. So uh, the way the game works is that you know you have your character starts off with two moves, um, then you know you gain gold. And then you can unlock, uh, there's like four initial moves that you know, then you can unlock. After you unlock those four, you have to pick a skill path. Um, and that's like when I was talking about Swarm earlier, where you could either focus on like his Bee Stinger attacks or focus on his Swarm attacks. And you have to pick either one or the other, and you can't go back unless you reset the character. But with the, the Series 2 reposed characters, you can switch between both skills. Additionally... All of the repost characters have one new move called a Wow Pow ability, um, which is just basically like uh, you know it's a super powerful move. Um, some of some of the ones that I've seen are are kind of ridiculously overpowered. Uh, for instance, Slam Bam, the four armed Yeti, uh, who has a move in which he skates around on an ice snowboard and wears sunglasses. Uh, his wow pow ability is that he will go if you if you charge that move up where he skates around on a on an ice snowboard wearing sunglasses he will he will go into an ice sleigh <laughs> go around apparently wow. I haven't seen this I want to real bad <laughs> um, go Google it right after this I, I don't even know if it would be up because uh, uh, that's uh, true maybe I don't know um and. Yeah, and then they also have the ability when they when they brought into an area for the first time, they'll have like a screen clearing move that will like damage all the enemies on the screen at once. But you can only use that once per level. And then for all the original characters, they can just go up to level fifteen. Other than that, there's nothing changed about them. So level ten through fifteen, they just don't get anything new. Yeah. Okay. But, but like I mean, stats yeah. increase at all? Or yeah, yeah. I mean, the okay. stats increase, but. I mean, for example, I have, you know, a couple guys, you know, level 10 and a little higher from the original set. I still don't have all of their moves unlocked. Um, I mean, some of that's because I played them in the 3DS version where you don't gain gold to use yeah. to unlock moves. But even that, like, I think Ghost Roaster I played entirely on the Wii version. And I'm still saving up to get, like, his final attack. And he's, like, level 12 or 13. Because, huh. the la like, the, the last couple attacks naturally have a very high cost. I can imagine. But then you know you could get a get a big a big gold showering and then uh and then be able to do it. Hmm. But yeah, I freaking love Skylanders, man. All all this Skylanders talk has gotten me so excited. Like <laughs> I, I I was a non-believer for about a year, and then I don't know something clicked like two or three weeks ago, and I was just I was ready. I was I just, ready to be on board. <laughs> you know, don't don't buy the Skylanders out of your means. You know, show some self restraint. That's what I'm going to be trying to do on Sunday. Show some self-restraint. I, you know, I have a lot of new figures already. I don't need to. I don't need to go out and get legendary bouncer or buy the three pack and get shroom boom and the golden dragon fire cannon. Um, I can just hold back. Sounds like what you are going to do. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I mean, I really like the giants because they light up. <laughs> like, uh, just, just go get one of the light core regulars. But I. Like, but I don't want to rebuy like the light core regulars. I think it's like Eruptor, which, eh, um, Prism Break, which, eh, and I forgot what the third one that's going to be in the first batch. You, you can check the checklist 
on NintendoWorldReport.com to see what's going to be out there on Sunday. They they do have light core new Skylanders, right? Yeah, but I don't think any of those are going to be available in the first set. I'm I'm literally going to check to see. I it's, mean, I I wrote the article, but <laughs> there's a lot of stuff that's going to be available on this Sunday. This is new to me as well. I didn't realize that they released Skylanders in different waves. Yeah, like, I, I guess they did that with the original thirty-two. Well, well, the, well. yeah, because the the last Skylander I think came out in, like April, something wow. like that. Yeah. Wow, that's really because I think they had because they had like wave one, then wave two was at the end of two thousand twelve, then wave three was early two thousand or you know wave two was at the end of two thousand eleven, then wave three was like early two thousand twelve. I think there might have been like two other waves. All right, so uh, yeah, I mean, uh, there's Bouncer, who he's the tech giant. He looks really cool. He also looks like the Iron Giant to a degree. Actually, more like the Iron Giant than Crusher. I don't know what I was talking about when saying that Crusher looked like the Iron Giant. I guess his head does. <laughs> um, what else is going to be out there? Pop Fizz. Total, all about Pop Fizz. Everyone should get Pop Fizz. Um, yeah, there's no there's no Light Core, uh, light core new characters. All the Giants are Light Core. And they look really cool because you put them on the portal... And they light up, and some of them look like they're staring at you, and it's crazy. <laughs> oh, and Drobot, who has a very punny name, but I don't really like using him that much in the game. He came out in Wave One. Yeah, well, yeah, he's a he's a light he's the other light core. There's three that are available: Drobot, a Reptor, and Prism Break. I think a Reptor is really cool because he's the guy who just kind of like vomits himself into a pool of lava. Hmm. And then uh, what else is? coming out that's cool Terrafin. uh this will be the first time he's available not in a not an adventure pack in the first series uh, and this is kind of cool they they had these three packs that it would come with a skylander a a a like a new level in the form of like a, a toy that you would then put on the portal and would unlock a new level in both that's the 3ds <laughs> yeah in the 3DS or the Wii version, it would it would have a new level, and it works across everything. Um, so if you have a friend, you can just lend him your thing, and he can unlock the level on the PS3. Um, so they had four of those. Uh, so they had four extra levels. And you can unlock those levels in Giants. As far as I know, it's the exact same level as was in the first one, but it's still cool that you know you can take your new figures through that level. So you know ostensibly that you, you have four new levels. I wonder if that'll work with the Wii U version. I would assume it would. Yeah, that's that's interesting. Yeah, cool. and and I don't know if those will work. Those will unlock stuff in the 3DS version. I'll I'll find out soon enough. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean the light core stuff is really cool. I'm I'm a believer. Uh, I mean, it's just too, it, too much of a believer sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, if you have a kid. What the fuck are you doing? Be a good parent. Just get this game. For yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's the kind of game that you can play with your kid, and it's incredible. Because it's actually a good game. I, I don't have this excuse. I'm playing this shit by myself. I had friends over last week. I was I, I played a you know two-player competitive with, with one friend, and I was like, do you want to play some co-op? And he's like, no. Like, I guess I'll just play it by myself. You guys can leave. <laughs> <laughs> Like, do I have a problem? No, because I don't play StarCraft or Diablo. This is my StarCraft or Diablo. <laughs> Skylanders, man. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD. That's my shit. I'm weird. I know. <laughs> I have nothing left to say yeah. after that. <laughs> Skylanders. Tony Hawk's Pro Skater HD, uh, kind of shitty. Still enjoyed it, but kind of shitty. I don't like skateboarding games. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you grew up at the wrong time. I guess they they were the shit in like 1999. I mean, I, I played them at my friend's house, but eh. I I remember drinking lots of I I will assume Surge because I really like Surge. Um, drinking a lot of Surge and playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater One, um, and then playing Tony Hawk Pro Skater on Game Three on GameCube when I got the system and. And then basically breaking it out every every year or two, in, including like playing it in July, and that game still being incredible. Hmm. I think Tony Hawk's Pro Skater Three is the peak of of extreme sports and video games. 
and then all downhill from there. Yeah, pretty much. Kind of no pun intended, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> there was there was Tony Hawk's downhill jam, which was which was made by Toys for Bob, who developed Ooh. Skylanders. I think we're Worked done. Back yeah, yeah, we're done. I can't get any better than that. All right, um, uh, if you have any Skylanders questions, totally, you know, write into connectivity at NintendoWorldReport.com or hit me up on Twitter at, at Enron10. Um, I pretty much uh, write and talk about this anytime I can because I think it's awesome. I might do a Fave 5 Skylanders article soon. Ooh, that could be fun. Good. That's tough. It's really hard to pick out five. I feel like Pop Fizz is going to be on there somewhere. I, I think Pop Fizz might make it. I like Tree Rex a lot, too. I got I to gotta use him a little more, feel him out. I mean, Ghost Roaster is, he's like my supreme. Um, I, like, I, I, I think I beat, like, the last couple levels uh, with, with him in the first he's one. He's one I haven't heard you really talk about. Although yeah. I didn't talk to you very much when you were playing the original. Basically, he's like a, he's like a skeleton ghost character. Um, he, has a, he has a mace on his tail. And that's his that's his normal attack as he uses the mace to like beat people. His, what, what do you think about Trigger Happy and uh, Stealth Elf? I I always hear about them. Um, so Trigger Happy is cool. I recommend getting the cowboy hat and putting it on his head because it just works. What what is that? Uh, is you, that a... you get different hats and they're like sta- they're, they're, they like modify their stats a little bit. And just also in game hats. Yeah. Not like I didn't yeah. know if it was like a plastic hat. Oh no, no, no. that would be cool though because I think all Trigger Happy should wear a cowboy hat. Because he's got two revolvers, you know, he shoots the pistols. He also can, like, throw pots of golds that explode. And then he has a minigun. So, Sugar Happy's pretty cool. And then Stealth Elf, uh, you know, it is... She is an elf that is stealthy. Um, her basic attacks are, like, she has these two things that I swear look like bananas on the figure, but they're really supposed to be, like, two, like, two, like teeth um, that, that she's using to attack people, or, like, blades of some sort. Um, and that's her basic attack. And... What's her, her B attack is she'll like leave a scarecrow of herself and then like be able to like you know move around and I think like you can build a scarecrow to like maybe make it attack or something. I don't have her fully leveled up. And then her her third attack is she'll just kind of like do like a ninja roll out of the way. But then as you build that up, then you can do these combos where like uh like it'll be like I think it's like A A Z or A A B and. Uh, if you do one of them, it'll be like, just like this, this like super concentrated flurry of attack, and one of them will like leave like a poison cloud. I like Stealth Elf a lot; she's pretty cool. Hmm. But, I can't wait to talk more Skylanders. Yeah, once I've played it. <laughs> I'm I'm up for doing this like every week. <laughs> Won't Almost lie. Everything you said this episode went over my head. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, it's just it's so much fun. We really should end this. Sorry, whoever's editing this, it's going long. And it's just like me being like, man, I wish I was playing Skylanders right now. <laughs> but it's good. That's what, like, that's what I've been saying all week. <laughs> everyone should play this game. It's that fucking good. I, I guess they just have to decide whether to get it now or wait for Wii U. Yeah, I mean, I, I would say wait for Wii U. I, it's a launch game, right? Yeah, I think it's going to be hot as shit on Wii U. Probably. But yeah. yeah, yeah, that's an episode. Yeah. Bye, everybody. Bye. guys uh this is andrew brown and nicholas bray and welcome (laughs) hello (laughs) off there (laughs) yeah uh welcome to connectivity uh we're going to be talking about the eb expo that was held down here in australia the second year in a row uh last year i got to go up to queensland on the gold coast with uh nick there and uh at the time, it was an interesting experience. It wasn't uh, all that Nintendo-y. But, um, yeah, I'm curious to know how it changed. I didn't get to go to the uh, the Sydney Expo that happened this year. And I'm really interested to find out, was it better? What what was what happened? 
So, um, yeah, what was it like uh, as uh, opening comments there? Okay, well, the expo itself um, seemed to be a bit better run than last year. Um, basically, they had sort of big gates, like, further away from the, um, the convention center, so they sort of did all the ticketing stuff further away from where the lines were formed. Um, oh, yeah. So it all went, went really smoothly. And as soon, they, I think they even opened like 10 minutes early or something and started letting people in. So the line, the line basically just flew right in pretty much. Um, in terms of the Nintendo booth, it's like night and day from last year. Last year it was basically what they'd taken around to the shopping centers for the connection tours. Like even the same sort of um, booth set up and all the demos and yeah. stuff. This year it was more like a, I guess, more like a, like an E3 sort of um, set up, like a big sort of booth. It was like a massive screen out the front, um, a giant Wii U logo, um, sort of a glass prism for the Just Dance area. You could sort of go upstairs <laughs> and play 3DS stuff. Um, yeah, it was like a much, much bigger space this year. Nice. Uh, um, in terms of uh, the size of the actual uh, the convention, was it was it bigger than last year? Um, apparently, they had more people come in than last year. It was like 30,000 or something this year. I think it was slightly less last year. But the, um, the space itself was, was probably about the same size as last year, maybe... It's hard to tell, really, but um, so so like a standard convention. Yeah, standard thing. sort of convention area. Um, it was all set out fairly easy. It was, it was pretty easy to walk around, and I don't know if you remember last year with the the EB store, how it was really small. This year it was like I don't know four times the size. Oh wow! So, um, <laughs> for those who didn't catch the connectivity about last year's session, um, they had this little store in the middle of the uh, the expo center. It was like this tiny little—I don't know. I guess you could call it like an airport shop. Yeah, it's one yeah, of those it was more like that. Ex extremely small things with like one entry, one exit, and the queue was wrapped up all the way around the building, and it was impossible. It was like an hour to get into the store. To look around and and they they don't didn't have all that much stuff so you buy one or two things and then you're out again and then then if you think oh crap I forgot to buy that you got to go line up again or whatever it was really poorly designed yeah but um but it was a lot bigger this year and um did, did they have some cool stuff uh, it was well you know just sort of um, knickknacks mostly like that you could buy like some games I had a little small selection of games you could buy. Um, Nintendo stuff was like just like shirts and the belt buckles and those sort of things again. Um, I didn't it didn't really see anything that sort of caught my eye this year. Um, the only thing I went in the only reason I really actually sort of went in looking for something was the Sega um, booth people were wearing these really cool like retro Sonic shirts and I was like oh maybe they're selling them here but it wasn't they weren't. <laughs> Uh, oh well. Um, so, games. What what did they have on show? I mean, of course, this was Australia's big Wii U debut. Yep. I guess um, they had. I think it was like twelve games all up. They had Nintendo Land, uh, Zombie U, Just Dance for um, New Super Mario Brothers U. Um, you know, like Arkham Asylum. Um, what is it? Uh, Assassin's Creed, uh, Scribble Notes, uh, Rayman Origins. Yep. I actually did play a bit of Rayman Origins, um, just like one level. It's more like the fast-paced platforming stuff. Um, I used the Pro yeah. Controller for that, and it was it was pretty fun. Like, uh, yeah, the main thing was the Pro Controller was surprisingly way more comfortable than I thought it would be. Have you awesome. held the Pro Controller yourself? Yeah. I haven't had a chance. I've only used the gamepad uh, mm. as of yet. Like, I don't know. It seems more comfortable than a 360 controller to me. Like, just in the sort of the standard, you have your thumbs on the sticks sort of position. I'm push, pushing the buttons and stuff was still comfortable, but like, it's a bit fuzzy. Like, on my memory. Um, Is it like slightly different button placements? 
No, it's just like the um because the buttons are sort of located below the sticks. Now it's like it's still comfortable, but it's just you have to adjust to it slightly. I think. Hmm. Yeah, I'm trying to look around behind me to see my 360 controller, which I haven't touched in six months. But yeah, the um having the um, sticks above it um isn't really a problem. But also, I think it ended up ended up being more comfortable than say the the PlayStation stick layout is because the uh, the distance between the two sticks was further apart. I don't know why that would make much of a difference, but it seemed to. Like, I think that was one of the main reasons it's more comfortable. Cool. I'm really looking forward to getting my hands on it myself. I mean, um, I, I do have a 360, and um, I'm curious to see how it... Uh, it stacks up. I mean, it looks like it was modeled directly after the 360 controller, and uh, I would assume it's for the, those hardcore gamer types who want to play stuff that was ported from 360 or from the other mm. consoles, and that and and still have a similar console scheme. Uh, it, it's good for Nintendo to be doing that sort of thing because um, a lot of these games where people started developing for the 360 or, or whatever, and then they wanted to do a Wii version, they had to completely retool the controls or whatever. And uh, in this case, it's it's not all that much of a, a different task. Uh, yeah, another another thing I noticed with the sticks though was um, it seemed like they felt a little recessed compared to other um, analog sticks on other consoles. Like I don't know if it was because the molded plastic around the base of the stick was a bit higher than usual, but it felt like they were sort of inserted down a bit more. Um, so it felt like it was a little I don't know shallower holding it. I'm, I'm not sure. So further down into the controller yeah, the, itself. Yeah, um, the sticks sort of like don't seem to not stick out in like above the controller as much as maybe some other consoles. Um, huh. Is it anything like the circle pad? Um, Just with a stick underneath? No, it's not, it's not really. A, it's not a circle pad really, but like it's still a stick. It just I felt mm. a little shallower than what I was used to, I think. I don't know. I'll have to see when I get it again. I'll like get it later in the year. Interesting. Yeah, I need to head down to Nintendo Australia and, and have a demo as soon as I can. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I digress. Um, what was your favourite game, I'm uh, sure? Favourite game? Um, hmm. I don't know. It's probably Nintendo Land, really. I think all the games were pretty fun in Nintendo Land. Um were you surprised by no, that? Not really. Like I, you you were expecting Nintendo Land to be well, awesome. Well, I wasn't yeah. super like against Nintendo Land <laughs> like really from before, but um, so you know, I liked like, the Wii Sports and all that. So, um, yeah, I had more fun with it than say like Mario, the new Super Mario Brothers U, because like it was a you know that's just it's Mario, so it wasn't really all that new. But um, <laughs> yeah. The the reason I ask that is um, uh, the general consensus seems to be from those who uh, who attended E three earlier in the year. I mean, I was there when they revealed uh, Nintendo Land during the uh, presentation. Everyone was saying, "Why are you spending twenty minutes talking about this Luigi's Mansion game? This this looks like another party game. What are you doing? Where's my Metroid? Where's my Zelda? Yeah. Etc. I mean, it, it's old news. We we all know this." But then those who actually got the chance to head to the demo and, and play Nintendo Land were, they were gobsmacked and put in their place. And uh, maybe not so much as, as myself, but that seems to be the mm. general opinion. Like When I was watching and, the um, conference at E3, I was just saying, I was like, oh, this is sort of boring and like, you know, uh, mini games and stuff. But like over the, the past few months, you know, you see more of it and you sort of get more excited about what it, will be like like obviously having people around to play with you is pretty much like the main draw like it's going to be way more fun in multiplayer um my favorite game in nintendo land was probably the zelda game because it i like really liked using the gamepad as you know the um using it for the bow and arrow it was really cool yeah and um, you you said you played that with uh, the Nintendo yeah Rex. they um Is that right? because they weren't they weren't demoing the Zelda game like just like the other ones 
um, for the general public, it seemed. I don't know if that changed on pre the previous day or the day after or something, but... Yeah, that, that's so weird. They, that was one of the strongest games in Nintendo Land, and they don't have it yeah, and there it, for and people it was, to play. It seemed to be I mean, for just it, like a really dumb reason. Like they, I think they could have had one machine dedicated to the Zelda game, um, and it would have been fine, but they seemed to just want to run... the. Because they had in two in the two Nintendo Land sections, they had one section for the single player games, which was the DK Crash Course and um, the Takamaru Ninja Castle game, and the other it, multiplayer yeah, section yeah. was only Luigi's Mansion and Animal Crossing Sweet Day. So those and those ones are like sort of similar in a way as well. So like yeah, because um, Zelda was three player, so. That was apparently the reason why they didn't want to run it. So, I don't. That's <laughs> that's odd. Maybe it was just a technical problem. Maybe that demo was wonky for them. Yeah, maybe. Um, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so you you got to play each of the five games they yes, had on show. Yeah, I yes. played. Um, yeah, I played all of them. I think my least favorite one might have been Luigi's Mansion. Like. So it was still fun, but oh, it was so fun though. Um, did yeah, you get to I played play as, the ghost? as both. I tried both out. Oh wow! Yep. Oh well. Yeah, I don't know. I, I found um, the Animal Crossing one to be a bit more fun. I don't know. I think it, it was because it was set in a, like a wider arena or something. But um, and we've just found out there's going to be a, another Pac-Man style game in there as well with the. Oh yes. <laughs> Hmm. Yeah, um, my least favourite from what I played, I mean, uh, it's a little sketchy, it's been a few months since I've played it, but um, it was, probably would have been the Takamaru's Ninja Castle. It was a, a really fun game, it's just the, the paper shuriken that you throw move extremely slowly, and so instead of like aiming at the enemies, you would always have to preemptively aim to where the enemies are going to be moving to, and there weren't very many situations at all where there was a a stationary enemy that you could just aim for just off the bat you would always have to be like all right where's he going to move next i didn't have that problem um and like my heat ratio was at like mate, almost 80% i think um like yeah and flicking like, i could flick them pretty fast like i don't know yeah it wasn't so much the the flicking but once they were flying towards the screen they they seemed to move extremely slowly oh you mean Maybe the ones coming towards you system? or the ones I'm you were shooting sure. no no the ones you the you throw once they uh, appear on the big screen they they like hover towards the enemies um, really slowly. i don't know because i was like i noticed that a few times because i sort of got a bit lazy and didn't flick it as quickly but um when i was sort of doing it fast it um I don't know. It worked. It went really. They went pretty fast for me. So, hmm. yeah. Not to say it's a bad game or anything. Um, I I enjoyed that as almost as much as the rest of Nintendo Land, and and the the least favorite out of a a spectacular looking game is still yeah. A pretty the only good thing to the do. only thing that happened with me was the gamepad sort of stuffed up on the boss battle for that game, and I didn't get to finish it. Uh, you were hyperactive and yeah, wiggling the around and lost calibration. Yeah, lost calibration and didn't come back, so they had to reset it. Yeah, that happened for me when I played um, Arkham Asylum, but uh, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. But I think we should coin a new term here, like Wii U jitters or something. <laughs> you get over-enthusiastic over about a game and it loses calibration. I hope this isn't going to be mm. a, a common thing. It's going to have websites about it, like the uh, people throwing their Wii remotes through the TV <laughs> when that first launched. I, I, I'm predicting it now, right here on Nintendo World Report. You saw um, it here first. Okay, so <laughs> I guess we'll briefly talk about Mario as well. Because um, I, I, I played yep. that in multiplayer. I didn't get to try it out just sort of by myself. Um, it was pretty fun. Like The mm -hmm. graphics look really nice. Like Everything was super sharp and... Um, the background art was really good. Yeah. It, in terms of gameplay, it looks similar to the other uh, three New Super Mario Brothers games. I mean, that's that's not a bad thing by any standards. I am i can't wait for it. it. It's 
more freaking Mario and it's more amazing level design, amazing tight controls, mm. amazing fun that we're used to. Um, you, you can you can complain about it until the cows come home about how uh, new Super Mario Brothers is getting stale or whatever, or over, Mario oversaturation, whatever. It's it's Mario. I'm going to get yeah. it. I'm going to play it. I'm going to love it. Um, in terms of what's new, though, the, the graphics, the, the HD graphics are amazing. I really liked the the hive def backgrounds i mean uh, they seem to have sort of a, a cartoony feel to them similar to mm-hmm. I, I don't know mario world and it's the first time that they've changed the art style slightly in a mario game since the first new super mario brothers came along and um from from what i saw in the the short demos that we got to play in the and the videos since then it does look really nice um the the new power ups. Did you get to play with the yeah? The squirrel, I use a squirrel suit squirrel and stuff. Suit? That was pretty fun. Um, yeah, I don't know. It was mm. pretty fun. There were the uh, yeah. There's the the baby oh, yeah, Yoshi's. Oh yeah, the, the, the inflate the Yoshi's again Yoshi's for the and, first um, time since Yoshi's and fly around. That was that was fun. Yeah. Um, what really more is there to I, say about it? I mean, I think the um, it's, going back it's to the Mario. graphics as well. I think a lot of the foreground elements, like the, you know, the grass, you know, the the stuff you stand on, was um, uh, it seemed a bit sharper or like flat, like more like flatter, like more two D than it was in previous games. Like I think they, they yeah, like, it was overly more the, cartoony style. Yeah. The landscapes were a bit more flatter and cartoony as well, which was good. Uh, Zombie U, I guess, I'll talk about next. Yes, I'm sad to say I didn't get much of a chance to play that at E3. I was in a... uh, I waited and got to a a demo presentation and then I was called away. I had an appointment somewhere else and I had to run after like a minute or two. What I did see, it looked amazing. Um, What are your Um, thoughts? Well, I played it twice. I played it once like when I sort of just got there and um, sort of played through a bit of it and ended up dying so I ended up just sort of going going away and doing something else. I came back later um and I was a bit better at it but um I know I think the the main thing is switching between the your inventory on the gamepad and the your interaction with the TVs what really like sort of makes it feel new and different cuz it I don't know when I was first hearing about that sort of feature um i sort of just passed over it saying oh yeah well you know that's just like that's okay like they've done that sort of thing before but i found the difference was that you really couldn't look at the tv screen even in your like your sort of peripheral vision at all so it really did sort of raise raise the tension and um because whenever whenever you're looking at your inventory like the game's still going so it was quite easy to like things to sneak up on you and stuff like that. I found that that felt felt pretty fresh. Yeah, the checking your inventory to to manage items or or like hack a, a control panel or whatever, and all that all that happening in real time isn't something that's particularly new in in the games. But it was implemented really well, and it, in the st- in the sense that there's always danger around in this game, and. Uh, even just looking up on what you're carrying at the time or or whatever it it's always there's always the element of you could die at any mm. second and uh one particular thing from the e three trailer that I liked was uh, trying to bust in through a i think it was an electronic lock on a door, and you constantly have to keep turning around to looking at this horde of zombies that's getting closer and closer yeah. behind you. And then, as you try to figure out the the button combination, and that was, was that in. What um, to play? I didn't really get that far. Sort of just like um, walking around ah. some building, and um, you know, sort of like walking around exploring, and just I was came, coming up with zombies and stuff. Like I died like fairly easily <laughs> both times. But um, one <laughs> thing that I, I it'll I would get over it if I played from the start, like played the full game, but um. One of the things I kept doing was when zombies were sort of like getting on top of me and or coming closer and stuff, I would ended up hitting the wrong shoulder buttons. So instead of sort of getting ready, you know, um, looking down your sights to shoot or whatever, I was spinning around or uh, opening the 
inventory, I think. One of the, yeah, whatever the shoulder, the top two shoulder buttons do, I was doing that instead of, you know, trying to shoot them. And I was like, oh, damn. For some reason, it, to me, it felt more natural to try and use, like, shoot with the, the, the op whatever the opposite buttons were. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't quite remember the, the control script. Because uh, I think, myself. yeah, I'm pretty sure the, um you know, you raised your gun with the left trigger and then fired with the right trigger and I was sort of um pushing pushing the you know right. the two yeah. top buttons like the normal buttons the shoulder buttons instead oh, Ubisoft oh. had a giant red <laughs> bus in the showroom floor as well the zombie U mm. that's pretty cool it, it seems they're getting more into the E3 big demo um the, I don't know, the, the costume people, the yeah, special guests, yeah. the, the the cool layout, yeah. I, I'm disappointed I didn't get to come this year. I, I would have liked to have seen how it changed. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah we didn't speak about it. Yeah, Charles Martinet was there as well, so that was a, yes, that was cool. Yes, absolutely. Um, so what was he doing? Like, uh, people were able to um, just go say hi, or was he giving like, out prizes? They didn't or? seem to utilize him all that much. I don't know if he was sort of running around outside of the Nintendo booth doing stuff, or he he may have done, like, a panel in, like, the EB Live thing. But um, basically, at, I think it was, like, you know, 11 o'clock or 10.30 or something, you know, probably 11 o'clock, he um, was sort of taken into the Mario section of the Nintendo booth and they set up a table and he had a whole bunch of posters and things like you could go up and meet him and have a photo and he will sign signed poster and stuff for you. Um, I was going to take 3D Land but I forgot to take it with me. Ah, damn. Um, what were the posters? Uh, um, they were like a, it was like a giant one where had on one side it was Mario 3D Land and the other side it was Mario Kart 7. And the posters were surprisingly high quality, like the the whatever the sort of paper they printed on was um, quite thick. It wasn't sort of cheap and flimsy, which was pretty cool. Nice, nice. Um, having met him a couple of times before, I have to say he's an awesome guy. He he reminds me of Robin Williams. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah, <laughs> in, in his personality and in his cheerfulness and all that. Um, yeah, there's there's not much to, else to say about him. He's an yeah, awesome I did, dude. Yeah, I only saw him that that one time. Um, I didn't notice them like bringing him out again in, later on in the day or anything. I, I suppose they might have, but I d didn't see him again. Did you play any of the other third-party games besides Zombie U? You you mentioned something about Sonic All Star Racing. Oh yeah, Sonic Sonic. Um, that was at the Sega booth, like. Um, they had all three versions of the new Sonic Ra like All-Stars Racing game set up. So they had the PS3 version next to the Wii U version, and then it was the 360 version. And I'm pretty sure the PS3 one looked the best in terms of graphics on those demos. But um, it, was, it was very rough. They had, like, one track you could play... Um, like, the screen was sort of... Whenever the camera turned, all the... All the um, art assets sort of blurred and like and color bleeding. Color, uh, yeah, a bit of color bleeding. Like the shadows under the cart carts were like sort of really pixelated, and you know it was really rough. But um, the game still felt like they still felt really good. Like controlling it was really fun still. So it was. It's not much to say on that one because they basically had one track on display, <laughs> and and. And how weird that they've got the different console versions right next to each other. I, I mean, it's I guess it's so you can see the direct comparison between them. But well, it was sort I, of like uh, because the, the setup they had it was sort of like in, they like in a circle. So even though they were next to each other, they were sort of off and off at angles as well. So um, maybe it's just so you could like I don't know. I want to play that game, but I'll pick a controller that suits me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know the um. They only had one of each, so it was. I had to wait a little while to actually get a go at the Wii U version, but um, it was fun. Nice, nice. 
Well, it, it seems like overall the, the expo was handled a lot better and, and much better uh, quality than, than what was on show last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The um, Well, it helped a lot that Nintendo actually had new stuff to show. and <laughs> As opposed to stuff we knew about six months before, yeah. Yeah, even though, like, we have tons of impressions of all the games that I saw already on the site, like... Um, At least it was stuff that hasn't been to Australia before or hasn't been shown to the public. Yeah, that was the main thing last year because I think I we would have I would have enjoyed the EB Expo more last year if they hadn't done the connection tour two weeks before and I'd sort of already played Skyward Sword and um, all the demos they had there already. So yeah, um, yeah, it was it was pretty good. Nice. Well, um, I that leaves me with high hopes for what next year's is going to be like. Yeah, they'll be back at Sydney um, next year. I thought they might have, you know, moved it around the country down to Melbourne or something. But it seems like they're just going to stick with Sydney for the time being. All right. Well, um, I will hope to come to the expo next year. Hopefully, I'll be able to get up to Sydney there and check it out. Um, by then, uh, it all depends on whether I'm going to E3 or not. Who knows? Nintendo are keeping us all on our toes over this next year. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I I think we'll wrap it up here. Okay. So thanks, guys, for listening. And um, we'll hear, you'll hear from us again soon. See you later. Ciao. Thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Don't forget you can send listener mail questions to connectivity at nintendoworldreport.com, and if you've got a chance, please rate and review us on iTunes. See you next week.